What's going on, guys? Jordan Richards here with the Real Life Podcast. Uh, I know it's been a really long time since I've done an episode, probably spanning a month now, it feels like. Uh, I wanted to call this episode Return of the Mac. I don't know why. I just thought it was funny. And so it's going to be called that when it actually comes out later today. And you'll be like, why is it called Return of the Mac? And well, it just is because I think that's funny and it's my podcast. So I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like doing. Really, um, kind of been the same old, same old for me. Not a whole lot going on today. I have some tenants moving into a property I recently leased out. So that was pretty cool. Um, technically the deal hasn't closed yet because it doesn't close till the 31st. It's the 27th today. So that will be my first real estate deal ever. Um, which is pretty cool. Super stressful. Uh, I don't think I talked about it at all on this podcast so far, which may be a little bit interesting because my buddy Malesh, who was gone for the Labor Day long weekend, and I so happened to be at the beach, but the property was up. It was available for, for showings. Um, it was vacant, so we didn't have to confirm with the landlord or anything when people could come by. And basically, I had this guy just book a showing. I was like, okay, cool, whatever, book your showing. It automatically confirms, gives him the lockbox code. Literally nothing I have to do. I think the showing was for around 2 o'clock or so. And I think probably about 2.30, I you know, recently got to the beach. We were hanging out, having a couple of drinks, whatever. And I get this call from someone at my brokerage. They're like, oh, yeah, someone uh, called. They're trying to reach you. I was like, oh, man, here we go. So I'm like legitimately I was having drinks, you know, go, about to go for a swim, playing some football on the beach, blah, blah, whatever. Probably the only weekend I went away in some capacity, I think all summer, because all summer I just wasn't really doing a whole lot, was getting ready for the new show. Um, early on, it was like waiting for the transition to the new show, organizing the deal, all that. So I was kind of just laying low, not doing a whole lot. And so we went to Grand Bend to the beach to go hang out, you know, have a little beach day because we, my buddy actually went, I think three or four weekends before that, but I couldn't go. I had some work stuff to do, but yeah, so I actually made it to the beach for like at the end of the summer, beginning of September, you know, Labor Day long weekend. And I get this call. Hey, Jordan, this guy's trying to reach you. So I'm like, oh shit, like what the hell do I do now? Never done a real estate deal before. Never done anything like my primary contact Malesh is in the woods in Muskoka and I'm like holy shit what am I gonna do and so I was like you know what Jordan stop being a bitch just call the guy because the guy they left um me this guy's number and so I call him and he's like hey Jordan just wanted to talk to you about this property uh, my clients really liked it they want to put in an offer I could have it to you on your desk in an hour. Um, I just wanted to clarify a few things with you when the when your client's looking to close and all that stuff and, and just a few other questions. I was like, all right, ask away because me and my experience have all the answers. And so he asked me a few questions, whatever. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Um, I'm going to put it in an offer. I'm going to send it to your email in an hour. I was like, what? Like an hour? Really? You're going to send me an offer? The dude who's never even really read an offer before? Sure, man. Go ahead. Uh, I'll review it and I will get back to you is what I told them. <laughs> like I knew what the hell I was doing. And so legit, 
I'm just like trying to have fun on the beach. And this guy's like, oh, I want to put an offer on the property. I, my mind was going bananas. Like I had no clue what I was doing. And thankfully this guy was like a super, super, super nice guy. And he made my job really, really easy. There's a couple of mistakes or whatever within the paperwork that he fixed. No problem. Didn't even like ask me any questions, didn't make any gripes or anything about it. He just wanted his clients to get the property. So he did everything in his power to make sure that they could do that. And so on top of that, though, once I actually got the offer, I had to call the client and speak to them to be like, hey, I just received this offer on the property. I'm going to review it with one of my management with some with someone in my management team to make sure that it looks good. And then we're going to talk it over with you and we'll see if it's a good offer and we can accept it. Of course, my main point of contact was in Muskoka, you know, in the woods, fucking off. Who knows what he was doing? Uh, but he told me he was going to go away. So it wasn't like I didn't know. It was just really shitty timing for me because he wanted me to help him list this property. And I had no problem doing that. It was like great experience for me, but I still had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know if the offer was good or bad or if it came with conditions. I, I had to make sure that I did the best job by my client to make sure that I deciphered all the various things and could explain it to them. Thankfully, they were experienced landlords, so they had an idea of what what was coming anyways, but I still had to make sure the offer looked good. And so probably for the rest of the day, I was trying to get a hold of two other of my team leads to go over the offer with them. Got a hold of one. He's like, oh, Jordan, I'm sorry. I'm away for the weekend. Can you call this person? I called her. No answer. I'm like, oh my God, somebody please like, all I needed to know is if the offer was good. That's all I needed to know was, was it a good offer? Should my clients accept it? Is it clean? Is there anything I need to be concerned about? Is there anything I have to review with the agent? All that stuff. And there wasn't. There wasn't anything and I didn't see anything, but I still had to be sure. And so it wasn't until the next day that my buddy got some signal and he called me and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? I heard you got an offer on the place. I was like, yeah, but I can't like get a hold of anybody to go over it with. And he's like, I know it's okay. Um, don't worry about it. I talked to... Uh, this one guy, he's going to he's gonna give you a call and he can run it by you quickly and he'll help you out with the deal and just try and get it done on your own. So I was like, okay, bet. And he ended up calling me probably around noon and this would have been on Sunday because I went to the beach on Saturday. So yeah, he called me on Sunday, probably around noon. He's like, yeah, Jordan, just get this stuff done, get this paperwork filled out and get this thing fixed and you're good. And so that was it. It was um pretty smooth after that. There was a little hiccup with the deposit because... Um, they sent it to the wrong place and it was partially because I gave them the wrong address. And then on top of that, my brokerage has like another thing where they have an interest bearing trust account. So I had to get another form signed for that. And that didn't come in right away because I forgot to put it in. But I think what it taught me most importantly was that I like can do this. And it's really just finding the confidence within myself to do it. Overall, the experience was super positive because of the person I had to deal with, right? And that's not always going to be the case. So I can't take the situation for granted and assume that I'm always going to have this other agent on the other side helping to facilitate the deal, working with his clients, um, all that stuff. Because he, he truly was like really, really good to me. Um, there was one time where I tried to contact him like for a whole week and he wouldn't get back to me about like this small little form I needed signed. But other than that, um, super nice guy, really, really helpful. Um, I don't know if it was my, I don't think I ever told him it was my first deal all things considered, 
he may not have known. He may have known that it was like early in my career, but it was pretty good overall. And it's one of those things that I don't want to take it for granted because of how smooth it was. He definitely made that process a lot easier for me doing it as my first deal and doing it like mostly on my own. Uh, definitely gave me a lot of confidence going forward as far as that whole situation goes. Um, and that was one of the things that kind of hurt this hiatus was that was a whole weekend where I really wanted to record, but it was probably the most stressed I've been for like five straight days because the deal, putting it together, organizing paperwork, a few other things, and finally getting it accepted and, and done through DocuSign, it was basically the stretch of a Saturday through to a Wednesday. And so once that stuff was all kind of finalized, I could just take a step back and relax. You know, we're good. The deal's done. The place is leased. I got a few people call me to say, ask if they could see it. I was like, look, you know, you can go see it if you want. But the deal's basically already done. I'm just finalizing the paperwork on it, getting deposits, all that stuff. So it's up to you. Um, it's still vacant. You can still go see it. But ultimately, there's not a whole lot for you. And like my clients want to deal with these these tenants. Unless you were to put in a really good offer, um, chances are they're going to accept this offer coming in. That was basically what ended up happening was I showed it to one other couple, I think the day before, like on the Friday. So the day before I got this offer and they were like, ah, you know, we like it, but we don't like it. And that, you know, kind of bothered me a little bit because I thought the property was fine. I thought it was well priced, all that stuff. Um, but this, this other, this, these other two people, it was a mother daughter. Um, they really love the place. They're coming from Etobicoke, which is, you know, probably like 30 minutes away for those unfamiliar where things are way more expensive and, you know, the bang for their buck is way better out here than it is out there. And so they were very happy with the property. I met with them yesterday, gave them a couple of extra keys, mailbox key, garage door opener, all that stuff, just so they have everything they need to move in today. Um, but yeah, so that deal is finally, you know, pretty much done. And so I'll get paid whatever, like my $600 for that, which is cool. Um, it would be my first real check from real estate, which is kind of cool pay off some of the fucking dues I've been paying like all the time trying to get signed up for stuff and various board fees, etc. But that's just the tools of the trade, right? Like I have to accept that that's just kind of how it's going to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm slowly working my way at it. And thankfully for me, I do have steady income coming elsewhere to where I'm not fully reliant on this to be a primary resource, at least not at the time being, um, until I'm, reaching more than I'm making at my other job, then it's only, it's always going to be uh, secondary, but I know there will come a time when I'm going to be too busy to not consider it my primary, uh, regardless of how much time I put into either one. Um, I've been blessed with the opportunity to have a job that takes up minimal time. You know, I, I get up early. I'm up at like 5 6 a.m. every day, do prep work for the show, and then we do the show eight to nine and then I do some post show stuff nine to 10. And then by about, you know, 10, 30, 11, I'm just on real estate all the time. And I'm looking up new things, trying to discover new areas, find areas of opportunity, you know, putting together social media stuff. If I want to do that or just brainstorming how I'm going to turn this into a bigger thing with all the extra time I have, you know, I still have to stay on top of sports stories and things like that for the show, but real estate really can be my primary focus, my nine to five, if you will, because I've basically taken on a decent position um, pay-wise to really only work in the early mornings and evenings. So kind of like side hustle hours with a 
more than reasonable wage for what I actually do. Um, very, very appreciative of everyone who offered me that opportunity to run the show, who believed in me to put it together and um, cannot be more thankful for that because the amount of fun I have getting up every morning, doing a show eight to nine, um, you just can't, you just can't put a price on, on that for me right now, uh, to do what I did for a year. Um, not to say I worked for free, not to say I didn't work hard at it. Um, but it was like a really long period of just me kind of waiting to see where my life was going to unfold. I was, I was not even really doing real estate that hard, like the, from the educational side, I wasn't really even that deep into creating content. Um, it was just something I did, you know, it was just something that I enjoyed doing. Um, I really enjoyed helping my buddy Ray with his content. And I really enjoyed, you know, making some small little videos on the side as like a way to make some extra money. And it kind of was crazy how it all just evolved and culminated to this big thing. You know, we've done 32 shows now. We did our 32nd show this morning. And it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like we've done 32 shows or it just, it's just like, it's just part of my day now. It's like, it's almost like a routine every morning. I just get up. I see if there's any news I missed overnight. I review some of the show sheets that I, or some of the notes I made from the previous day. I might make a few graphics if I have to. But outside of that, it's just like clockwork now. You know, I used to be the person that would wake up at nine, ten. I, I say nine, like what a joke. I get up. I would get up at like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock every day, up till you know two to four a.m. Um, entirely different hours from what I'm doing now. And just the way that I'm living my life now is just so much different. Um, it's crazy to me to think that 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 path previous led to this because it's just it just seems so different to me now. It just seems like there's so much more going on to where I don't even have time necessarily to do a podcast for myself. I don't even remember the last time I made a YouTube video for my own channel. You know, like I make some videos every now and then for Ray's channel or, you know, we're, we're live every day, eight to nine, you know, we make clips for the show. We do a whole bunch of stuff. I, I, I might make some few TikToks here or there just cause it's fun. But for the most part, I don't, I haven't taken a photo in like God knows how long I haven't shot a video and I don't even know how long, um, because my camera is basically dedicated to my webcam setup. It's just very different the way that I have to move and operate, um, myself as a business because of everything going on. So for me, that's kind of like my new big goal that I have in mind is like, I'm still so disorganized from a standpoint of like, what the hell am I doing every day? And and how do I maximize that time? And how do I make sure that I'm not wasting these opportunities or potential opportunities? There's just so many things that I take for granted, I feel like I really did just kind of dedicate my time to this whole content creation thing. And it really did pay off. And and I tell everyone who asked me, um, I had a buddy text me not too long ago, telling me it was so cool that I basically make fantasy football content or I make football content like full time, like full time, but like part time, it's, you know, the hours are the hours. And, you know, I could put even more time into it. Uh, but that's just not where my where my priorities are right now. And so he just said, like, it's so cool that you're able to do that and like that, you know, Jeff Ratcliffe or, you know, Brad Evans or you spoken to this person or that person. 
And for me, it's just like, that's just, you know, my life, you know, like, it's not, it's not like I really wanted to meet and, and, uh, introduce myself and get follows by all these big people in the industry. It kind of just happened. Maybe it happened through my hard work. Maybe it happened through my connections. Maybe it happened, you know, by accident. Um, but it's, it's just a big string of dumb luck. And, um, I couldn't be more thankful for that string of dumb luck because it's, it's a path that I can trace back so far, like three years in the making. It feels like even those three years don't really make a whole lot of sense. Like the way that it all just came together is just very surreal. Um, there's, there's very direct connections between the choices I made, the way I did things and how it all came together. But even I, though I can really pinpoint all these decisions that I made that culminated to this, even still, it doesn't feel like I deserved it or I earned it um, in any way, really. It's, it's just like one of those things that until you're there, you don't really know how you got there. But like I said, I could trace it back. I know every every decision I made that led me to this point, but it still feels like just a super lucky coincidence that any of this ever came about. And so for me to look back even six months from now, or sorry, yeah, even look back six months, takes me back all the way to March. End of March, right around my brother's birthday, I remember I was studying really hard for, I believe, my fourth real estate test. Or maybe, it was, yeah, it was my, I think my fourth test because I hadn't done my fifth test yet. And I was still super nervous um, even though I've been doing really well on the test, I'd been studying a lot harder than I did previously. Um, it still bothered me that I wasn't done, but part of it was because I was dedicating my time to creating content. And that was a big thing for me was dedicating that time to creating content because it made me feel good. It made me feel validated. Um, it made me so much happier than just to be doing kind of whatever I was doing. And, and so if there's one thing I learned from this pandemic more than anything is that like, I think I took full advantage to every degree I possibly could, because even though it didn't always seem like I was productive, um, my eyes were always on this goal. And while the goal wasn't necessarily to create content full time and, and, you know, do a show every day and be live because people who know me know that I don't necessarily love going live. Um, and it really requires a lot more prep work, um, where a lot of the things that I do really well are in post-production and just making things bigger and grander than they really are in the moment. Um, and adding emphasis to certain points and just making everything a little bit better, you know, adding my little special sauce or whatever you want to call it on an edit and, uh, make it really mine. And I think that's something that I've always done really well and, you know, will continue to do when, when I need to. Um, but now it's really just turn on the microphones, talk, entertain, and that's it. That's it. Um, that's what makes it so much harder is that all, everything is required in pre-production. Everything that we pull, every graphic I make, no matter what hour it is, no matter when I do it, uh, it all has to be done before the show because once the show is rolling... Can't really be making graphics, can't be adding them to show docs, can't be, you know, reconfiguring things. Once we're live, we're live. And that's just that. And so for me now, the biggest thing is really just 
making sure that I'm doing everything I need to do before the show, getting up early enough. If I have to get up at five o'clock, I'll do that. If I have to get up at five 30, I'll do that. If I have to get up at six, cause I, you know, was up till 2am, then I'll do that. But for me, it's like so much about just dedicating um, my time to this. And it showed me more than anything, how much I love it. Like, and how much I, I really do love doing this for a living to some degree because like like I talked about I completely changed my whole schedule um and I've told this on the podcast before like when Ray asked me about doing a morning show he was hesitant because of the hours like he knows he knew when I got up he knew that I was up late and that was just like how I live my life because that's just what the free that's the free time that I afforded myself so he knew that but me willing to commit to changing my entire schedule to fit his show that told him a lot about me and what I wanted to do and how excited I was to do the show. And I think it shows every day in the shows that we do because if we didn't love doing the show or I didn't love doing the show, I would not be up that early. Like that's just not the way that I want to operate. That's not the way I want to live my life. Um, But there's a lot of benefits to it. One that is terrible is some days I legitimately want to fall asleep in the middle of the day. Like three o'clock, four o'clock, I'm just... I'm just like, man, enough is enough. I've had it. And I'm like ready to go to bed because there are some days where I'm up at 530. And even still, I'm just not, I'm not used to that quite yet. I I can get up at six o'clock, no problem. Um, But it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm used to staying up all day because again, sports still run till midnight, 1am. And I have to be up to, you know, watch a lot of that stuff. Some things, depending on what the event is, I can just go to sleep and not really worry about it and catch up in the morning. But a lot of times you do have to watch it in real time to really get the feel and the emotion of everything going on. Like the past two days, uh, Saturday, Sunday, so the 26th or 25th, 26th, I've been watching the, uh, the rivalry, the Yankees and the Red Sox two days in a row. Giancarlo Stanton broke the game wide open. Saturday was a grand slam. Um, it was, his grand slam, man. Oh, it broke my heart as a Red Sox fan to see him just two days in a row in the eighth inning bombs away. Like that dude is red hot and it just, it hurts. And we'll talk about it on the show probably tomorrow. But seeing that in the moment is way different than watching a highlight, like feeling the emotions of the game. There was, I believe three or four drops um, on fly balls in the seventh inning, all culminating to runs, to lead changes, to there was a dropped, they called it a dropped third strike on Aaron Judge. And it wasn't actually dropped by Christian Vasquez. It was just in the transfer that he dropped the ball. And then Judge hits, a, I think, a one-run double or a two-run double to take the lead. And then the next batter up, it was Stanton hitting like a 450-foot bomb over the left uh, sorry, over the green monster and onto Lansdowne Street. I was just, I was crushed, man. I couldn't believe it, but that dude is just red hot. And um, that's the kind of emotion that I want to bring to a show because you just, you can't replicate that heartbreak. You can't replicate the excitement of that moment. There is just nothing more exciting to me, I don't think, than a home run in a big moment. And it doesn't have to even be in, you know, the world series or anything like that. Like that does all heighten the moment. But if you were to put any play in any game, 
Um, it's very difficult to beat the excitement of a home run and the ability to bring that same excitement, joy, feeling, emotion out of yourself um, on a show. So that's why it's like, I still, what a tangent. Oh my God. That was like three minutes of me just talking about this game, but it was an awesome game. It was, it was so good. And why I wanted to stay up to watch it, why I watched them all, because it's just so important to both teams, to the, their ability to get in the playoffs, who has home field in the playoffs, all these things. And it's just had to watch it. And then when that game ended, I watched the end of the Sunday night football that ended off in a, you know, a 37 second left 30 seconds 37 seconds left Aaron Rodgers has to drive down the field to take a field goal to win the game and he did it and it was amazing and it was awesome it was great to see like I and then you know after all this is done it's midnight it's like 12 15 whatever and I got to be up at 6 a.m to prepare for the next day's show and for me that was like the biggest thing it's just that adjustment of still wanting to stay up late to watch all the games but then having to get up early um but yeah like 32 days or yeah 32 shows in uh 32 mornings 8 a.m to 9 a.m um could not be more thankful for for everything and uh and real estate's been a lot of fun you know i'm learning a lot this morning i had to do a small little course a little mandatory course uh it called it an orientation it was like a little webinar um with my board that was whatever it was kind of boring but overall, um, just very enthused and encouraged with everything that's going on right now. It is difficult to kind of find time. And that's why I've been struggling a lot with just making time for everything. Um, I've been so busy and it's, and even doing this podcast has fallen by the wayside. But today, you know, I had some time, so I was just like, whatever, let's just do it. Let's hop on and record. Like I'm not mic shy at all. I'm not afraid to talk in front of a microphone. It's really just taking the time aside in the day to do that, um, to, you know, give my thoughts on what's been going on and, and update all of my listeners who do listen to the show and do like the show, um, with everything that's going on with me, but a lot, a lot of things going on. And, and I think, you know, those are probably the two most monumental, of course, um, the show, my first real estate deals, that was a lot of fun. Um, crazy, crazy time doing that over Labor Day weekend and kind of the following week. Um, but now finally closed and just doing a show, you know, it's been almost six weeks. We've done the show 30 episodes, um, still, you know, learning new things, still changing the way we do it a little bit, still trying to make it the best show it can be. Um, still trying to innovate, still trying to, you know, do a whole bunch of new things with it. But Overall, it's just the entire experience has been so worth it, so worth every minute of every day that I have to wake up early, I'm tired in the afternoon, or I'm more tired in the evening. Um, it's all it's all worth it. And uh, I just can't be more excited about where I'm going, where I'm headed, and um, what's to come because I even th- even four or five months ago, I didn't really see my life playing out this way. And it kind of goes to show how quickly things can change and how you seem to be prepared for everything. Um, I haven't listened back to these episodes for a while, but I know that I always talked about being prepared for what could be, what could come, you know, and just being ready for that moment because that moment is always around the corner. That moment is always 
close. Closer, or sorry, it's always closer than you think it is. And it's really just about preparing yourself mentally, doing everything you need to do to make sure that that moment doesn't escape you and you don't lose it or, you know, take advantage of it or take it for granted. Um, live every day like the next opportunity is right around the corner and you will always, always succeed. And that's kind of my parting note. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to the Real Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Richards. You can follow me on Twitter at ChaboyJRich. And I will try and do an episode for you next week. But if not, next time I see you, I don't know. But I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. I'm out. Peace. Peace.